Well, it's another edition of the Ray Johnson Leadership Podcast. I'm Brad Lominek, your host. So grateful to have you along on this journey. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for allowing us to have access to your ears and hopefully to your heart, mind, and soul through this podcast. We're grateful. Many of you are uh, are thinking about year-end, year-end goals, year-end thoughts, year-end reflections. We just recommend taking some time to be grateful and uh, practically just maybe reach out to a friend or two or a family member that you haven't talked to or haven't reached out to recently and just say thanks. Thanks for something specific. Thanks for their role in your life. Thanks for the way they influence you. Just a little nugget here to, uh, to help us all be grateful and all have a spirit and attitude of gratitude as we wrap up 2020, which has been arguably one of the most chaotic and strange and change-filled years that many of us have ever lived through. So 2021, leaders, it's just around the corner, and hopefully you're, uh, you're getting ready. Thanks to, again to our partner for this episode, ServeHQ. And uh, you can you can find out more about ServeHQ at servehq.church. They're really in the business of helping you as a pastor and as a church leader to equip and empower your congregation. So they they do a lot of stuff that helps you do what you do well: training, creating resources, follow ups, text, all the ways that you can stay in touch seamlessly with the people in your congregation. So again, go to servehq.church and uh, partner with them. We recommend their work and what they're doing. Levi Lusco joining us here on the Ray Johnson Leadership Podcast. And Ray sits down with Levi. Many of you know Levi, you've read his books or you've heard him speak at a number of different conferences around the country. He is a best-selling author. He is a pastor of Fresh Life Church that is started and still is headquartered in Kalispell, Montana, which arguably is God's country. Uh, if you haven't been to Kalispell, you need to take a trip to see the uh, the, the mountains. And uh, it's a beautiful part of the U.S., very close to Canada. It's pretty cold right now, this time of year, but in the summer, it's worth a trip. And I think it's worth a trip even in the winter. I'm a skier though, so I, I, love, the, uh, I love the snow. Anyway, Levi is a thought leader. He is, uh, he's arguably one of the most influential voices today in the church and also in leadership. He's got a number of books that you need to check out. He's also got a podcast, Hey, It's the Luscos, with he and his wife, Jenny. And they interview a lot of different guests. That's one of my recommends. Put on your list. And I, I download quite frequently Levi's sermons. He's, uh, he's one of the best storytellers out there. He's also one of the most, uh, I would say, intentional researchers. And when you listen to his communication, his talks, his preaching, he dives deep in, into the topics. He's a historical buff. He... He references a lot of things in history and in culture. So I just love the way he's always pressing the envelope. He's innovating. He's thinking outside the box. And uh, I know you're going to enjoy this conversation. So get out your moleskin, buckle that seatbelt, leaders, and let's listen in as Ray Johnston sits down with Levi Lusco, the pastor of Fresh Life Church. I want to actually, I want to have a conversation about something that's really important. There's a principle in sports talk radio called overreaction Monday. And what happens is this, um, 
anytime a team wins, they overreact. They're going to the Super Bowl. If a team loses, um, they overreact and it's time to fire everybody. And they actually call it overreaction Monday. Um, when COVID hit, and I've been reading a lot of predictions about the future of the church, and it seems like for some reason, a lot of people that are trying to think about the future of the church are in overreaction Monday. And I mean, it is everything from nothing's going to change, will be business as usual, to on the other extreme, every single thing's going to change and give up ever even trying to restart your church. And uh, I can, I want to tell you my current thinking on this. And my current thinking on this is like most things, the truth is somewhere in the middle. And which means at some point, Disneyland is going to be open and packed with people. That will happen at some point in the future. The same thing would be true with churches at Bayside. We are not using the word reopening. We are using the word rebuilding because it's almost like we got to rebuild, relaunch the entire church. Um, and and there is a there's an organization that has come out with something to help on the other side of that because prior to COVID, almost all American churches were good at one thing but not the other. They were good at attendance, but they were not good at engagement. And they measured success only by the number of people in the seats instead of the number of people engaged, connecting, serving, being followed up, all of that kind of stuff. And, um, and so here's what I want to do. Occasionally, I run into something that is so good, it makes ministry better. And we actually use this at Bayside. So I want to recommend a resource that's going to help with this. And it's called Serve HQ. Okay. And the entire goal of these folks is to help churches get better, not at just attendance, but an actual engagement with people, really equipping and engaging the entire church, okay? They have three resources, and we use all three of these at Bayside, and the resources are this. They have a resource called Huddle Up, Trained Up, and Follow Up. This is brilliant. Huddle Up is their resource, which you can do mass email, mass texting. They've got safe group chat for everybody in your ministry. And so they've got a whole thing. Basically, that is designed just to engage people. Okay. They have a second resource called Trained Up. And that resource offers online classes for new members, new volunteers, and developing leaders. We are actually getting, we are starting a conversation about this. I interviewed Levi Luskell, and you'll see that in a couple of weeks. And they are doing something massively successful in their church. They are offering an online membership class for people to connect to and join their church who've never been to the physical plant. A brilliant idea. Okay. The trained up section will help you offer classes like that for people that maybe have never even met you or people that have been attending, but have never engaged. And the third one is this as follow-up, which is automating next steps for new volunteers, new guests, and new members. And folks, during this crazy season, ServeHQ is a great organization, and I actually think it's helping us at Bayside get better at engaging. Or another way to put this is this. There are most churches that are going to have a great future are going to have to get better at the 167. That's a magic number. They're 168 hours in the week. The American church spends insane amount of resources on one hour getting people in a worship service, okay? Imagine what could happen to our people, our impact on them, the gospel, 
and equipping and engaging them if we access the 167. Survey HQ is a great resource for helping you make that happen. Uh, we actually put a link to this on our base on our Bayside Thrive website, so you can go there and check that out. Um, it's just occasionally I run into something where I go, this may help people get better at the stuff that most of us need to get better at. We just need a little help on that road, so that'll be good. Uh, first of all, thanks for being here today. A lot of you, this is on a podcast, and those of you that are on this thing may want to go and get that podcast because you'll get every single back leadership thing we have done for the last eight months. It is all there waiting for you to dive in and listen to. Um, maybe the best way to describe this is this. I, um, I, live in, I live in a town called Loomis. About 20 minutes away is a town called Folsom and made famous by Folsom Prison and Johnny Cash. And, um, and I have the, I've been going down there for about 15 years and this lady cuts my hair, which if you know me, probably doesn't take a whole lot of time. And um, she was shut down. And then when she reopened a few months ago, I walked in, I took $200 in cash and I gave her the $200 in cash. And I said, um, I am so glad to see you again. She, she just, tears are streaming down her face. And she said, it has been so hard, so hard, so hard. Okay. So then we get rolling. And then, uh, I don't know, six weeks later, she shut down a second time. When she reopened that time, um, I went up and did the same thing. Gave her $200 in cash. Just, I'm so glad, tears, the whole thing. And, and then when she was shut down the third time, um, I actually saw her. And she said, I give up, I can't do it. She said, and it wasn't just her as a business owner, all of her employees were out of work. Um, I mean, the whole thing crumbled, it was heartbreaking. And, and, the, and I have been feeling this anyway because businesses, and it's not the business itself, it is the people that work for these, depend on the income from these and the and business, they have gotten crushed um, and so I read a statement to Bayside, um, the, and, and so I read this last week and I'm going to tell you what we're doing. There are other churches diving in and taking this, modifying this and using this. Um, and, uh, and so I really felt like maybe it's time for the church to step up and step in. And so I'm going to, I actually read this in our services and in our Christmas Eve services. And so here we go. And this is straight from my heart. And those of you that are connected to us by Thrive, I mean, there's a ton of you. Um, if you want to dive in on a conference we're going to do that's free for business people, we would love to partner up with you and create a coalition of churches that are making things better. Um, and so here's what I These are difficult and unprecedented days. I mean, can I get an amen from anybody on that? Mm -hmm. Millions of Californians have lost their jobs lost their businesses and are now losing their faith in the in their future many of whom never had a chance to prove they could stay open safely and effectively okay um, even my dog agrees with that and for the last three months i have had scores of intense conversations with broken-hearted business owners many of whom have been put out of business or have had to close without ever having the opportunity to prove they can operate that way and so at the same time at the same time, by the way, because there's lunatic fringes at the same time, we have doctors, nurses, healthcare professionals, police officers, and first responders 
all being put in harm's way by the reckless behavior of some people. And so we're actually, we've told our church this at Bayside, we will not sanction, reward, or encourage irresponsible behavior. That's why at Bayside, you will continue to see us working our hardest at practicing safety protocols. And we would implore everyone to treat this seriously to protect the vulnerable and the healthcare providers in our community. However, at the same time, I have been able to shake the thought that we are called to stand in the gap with our business leaders and all their employees in this and other communities. For 25 years, they have stood with us. Now it's our turn to stand with them. And I've spent the last 45 days envisioning a plan for how our eight Bayside churches are 60,000 people. And you all, hundreds of our Thrive churches can help support these business people and their employees. We are now ready to roll out a rescue package for small businesses and it is now a 14-step program, okay? <clears throat> so I'm going to give you a fast overview of this before we get to Levi Lesko, okay? Number one is this. This January, Bayside is making a financial commitment to immediately invest a half million dollars to help rescue small businesses and the people that work for those, okay? Um, and then, John, on these, do you want to jump, jump in and answer any questions about, like, what are we doing about it? Yeah, absolutely. So... Uh, the funds have been already uh, set aside, and so that is uh, on, on number one. And then we're working to figure out what uh, what areas uh, we're going to specifically invest the funds in. Yep. And then the uh, the second one is this: in conjunction with Thrive Leadership, a whole bunch of you, hundreds of you, um, we are going to launch a free business leader conference in late January. It will be a one day conference. And John, the date on that, so everybody can get that down, is. Thursday, January 28th, and we have registration open now, and we will drop that link into, it's actually uh, in the chat already, good job there. So there's a link for you to register on the, uh, in the chat right now, and then do we, do we have a text-in number yet? Anyone know? Yeah, they, I, what I would do is I'd send them to the regular text-in number, John. Okay, yep, which is uh, text um, support to 56316. We have a landing page that's going up too, and we'll get that uh, as part of this for those of you that are international and want to get involved. That's right. And those, by the way, the thousands of you that are listening to this on the podcast, while you're driving, you can, uh, we're going to say it again, you can just text, uh, text the word support to 56316. Do it. Don't do it until you're done driving. Okay. Um, number three is this. We will provide free business coaching to assist struggling businesses with the following goal setting, strategic development, and great business practices. John, you're on. Yes. So we have a program called uh, Business Goals, and it is led by a, uh, a former businessman and a, one of the pastors at Bayside. But also, uh, we do have a number of current business leaders that coach individually. So it's a six-week class. Uh, you will have a coach assigned to you that will meet with you every week and uh, a lot of great information. And we're, we're especially focusing the information toward uh, these difficult times and how to uh, live and survive when you're being shut down. That's right. Uh, the fourth initiative we're launching is this. We are going to provide free financial coaching. Well, here's what's going on right now. In all of our church, many people leading businesses are now paralyzed by financial fear and uncertain about what to do next. I mean, do I, do I chapter 11 or whatever? So what we're going to do is we're going to provide coaching in the following areas, fiscal management, navigating the PPP forgiveness process, 
and the brand new stuff that's coming out, accessing available government programs and grants. Okay. And John, you're on on that one. Too. Yeah, so we're, we have a, we have a company that, uh, that all they do is coach businesses and they're going to be doing a webinar in January. We're targeting the second week. The date will be available by this weekend. We'll know exactly when that is. So that webinar is going to give you all kinds of great information. Then you can sign up for free coaching, one-on-one -on -one individual coaching for three months. Uh, we're going to provide that for free for three months so you can have a coach that can help you make important business decisions. And this isn't a, a salesy coach that's selling some kind of product. It's just literally going to be a coach that will help you answer your questions. Yep. Uh, number five is this. We are going to provide financial assistance to qualifying businesses by providing interest-free loans of between $5,000 and $20,000. And we're creating an organization to do that. And that will get up and rolling. Um, we have a person that's in charge of that. And, um, and as that thing comes down, um, we'll give you more information on that. Number six is this minority owned business support. Historically, many minority owned businesses have had a difficult time accessing help that is available. And what we're going to do is we're going to invest a minimum of $100,000 in minority-owned business to support to try to level this playing field some. Uh, number seven is this. We're calling it the Bayside Five, okay? And this restaurants, if, 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 you're, if there's a drive-through restaurant, they are sitting around counting their money for most of them, okay? However, restaurants have been particularly hard hit, especially with the third shutdown. And um, so what we're going to do is each week, we're going to announce five restaurants and we're going to announce it and we're going to say, go to those restaurants this week and tell them Bayside sent you. And we're going to try to have our church support some of these places that are teetering and may close. Um, and, um, and we think that's going to be a blast to do that. We'll be shooting some videos on that. And we're just hoping to rescue some of these folks. Uh, we did that one time historically in the past, a few years ago, there was a threatened boycott on Chick-fil-A. And I stood up in church and I told people all weekend long, tomorrow morning on Monday, go to Chick-fil-A and tell them Bayside sent you. And Chick-fil-A <laughs> Chick had to close at two o'clock in the afternoon because because they had run out of food. And I actually think if a, if a church bands together, we can make some really cool stuff happen uh, for some of these people that are businesses. Um, number eight is this, for businesses who are navigating new protocols and regulation and are seeking God honor and clear, like we just have some people that are going, I don't know what the laws are. I'm shut down. Can I stay open? We will connect them to attorneys, attorneys to provide legal assistance and advice. John. Yes. So uh, Dan Crystal has been working on this. And Dan, you got a little update. Absolutely. There's a great organization that we're connected to called the Pacific Justice Institute. And the lead counsels there, are, their names are Brad Dacus and Kevin Snyder. They are so excited to be involved with helping small businesses. Actually, Brad told me yesterday that about three out of every 10 small businesses could potentially close in California by the middle of next year. And they want to do whatever they can to help stop that from happening. So they're going to be there to offer uh, some free legal advice and also to get us connected to any other attorneys that could help in any situations. And we'll be doing a webinar uh, that will uh, help focus on that as well as uh, they'll be part of our Thrive Business Conference in January. Yep. Um, and then we're going to do something at our church you may want to um, rip off and use at your church. We're going to develop an online business directory of Bayside businesses 
fighting to stay open so that you can actually support them. Part of that is just, I mean, I'm sure you get the same thing in whatever you're leading. People are coming up all the time going, hey, do we know, do you know a mechanic? Do you know this? Do you know that? We, uh, we will not promote these. However, we will let people post and let people know they exist. Um, that'll be hosted on our Bayside website. Um, and we're going to vet some of that stuff before it goes on. Number 10 is this. Uh, we believe that God cares about all of life. Our prayer ministry will support businesses and their employees by prayer specifically for each business by name every single day that registers and asks for prayer. Our prayer ministry has been and will continue to pray for everyone by neighbor every day who is suffering with COVID. And we've told our folks, if you know someone in need in prayer, please text that into us. And we have a prayer ministry that will pray for these people by name every day. Um, number 11 is this, for the exploding group of people who have lost jobs, we will provide them with free career coaching through our Jobs One program. John. Yes. And uh, that is actually available uh, for anyone right now, because it's on Zoom. Uh, typically, it's, it's a locale-based thing, but because it's on Zoom, anyone that wants to come and be part of it, uh, there's usually a $30 fee. We've waived that, so uh, this will help in uh, resume writing. You know, there's a number of things that they train you on, and they'll work with you personally and individually to make sure that you can find a job, so you can connect your folks to this as well. Yep, um, and then number Number 12 is this, um, we're also gonna invest an additional $100,000 through our care fund to support the immediate crisis needs, food, gas bills, things like that, of people who are now unemployed. All that happens to a benevolent fund we have. Um, and John, number 13, do you wanna walk people through that one? Yeah, so we are, we're working with healthcare providers uh, as part of this too, um, you know, in the sense they're, they're business owners and they also, um, you know, or, or private contractors. So one example is there is a uh, urgent care facility uh, here uh, that is connected to Bayside. Uh, they've done a lot of our COVID testing. So uh, we've been uh, taking them Starbucks. We're, we're taking them lunch. We're doing some things just to kind of encourage them. And we're also brainstorming uh, ideas that we can do to help these uh, healthcare providers. If your church is doing anything creative there, throw it in the chat or let us know because we're, we're trying to figure out how we can better serve them as they work some ridiculous hours. And, uh, and you know, some of them are getting COVID, they have childcare issues, all those types of things. We want to be there for them and show them love. That's right. And, um, and then we, 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 by the time this is done, we anticipate again, 20 things in this initiative. And the, if I can just from the heart say this, I'm hoping that whatever it is you're leading is jumping in to help some of these folks. Um, historically, churches have hid out on their church campuses. Um, you could shut the doors of the average church in America and the community would not miss them because they're so disconnected from the community. And it's almost like business and spirituality has felt like separate things. And, and, and we actually, our, our final statement on this is this. At Bayside, we believe that when God calls you to business, that's just as important and just as legitimate as our call to ministry. And we're telling our people, you, your family, your finances, your future, and your business, and your livelihood, they matter to God, and they ought to matter to the church. And at the beginning of the new year, we are praying that God will use this to give encouragement, hope, 
and a great future because when people lose faith in the future, they lose power in the present. And for us, it's a really, really big deal. And um, you can get all of this information and access to everything. Again, one more time, all you have to do is text SUPPORT to 56316 and you can instantly connect to all of the stuff we're talking about. We have just felt like um, it for some reason in America these days, the extremists capture all the headlines, okay? And it's almost like you've got the lunatic fringes of everything and, and we are trying to develop something where... Um, where we are basically going in, we want to initiate action. We would like to see things get better. We would like to do that without dividing people. Um, we would like to do that where we're going, how do we encourage people to stay safe and productive at the same time? You'll be shot out by the lunatic fringes, but um, it's a big deal. And the conference that we're going to launch is going to be amazing. Okay? I mean, the, Angie, can you talk about some of the people that are going to be at that conference? Yeah, absolutely. We're um, working on a couple, but we know for sure we'll have some great content from Patrick Lencioni, Simon Sinek, Carrie Newhoff, John Maxwell, Ray Johnston. Um, and then we've got a lot of a list of other people we've invited in the past couple days to see if they'd jump on and offer some great resources for people that need some leadership help. It's going to be great. Yep. And we are also, um, we are also going to uh, we are going to have a massive list of partner churches. Okay, so if if you want all if you want all you've got to do is go on our Thrive website, register your church. Okay, um, we will have we've we have lar lar most of the large churches in Sacramento have already dove in and are going to be a partner on this. They're going to let their business people know it exists. And, um, and I think it'd be a really cool thing for you to look at the business men and women in your church and say, hey, we have a free conference. We are a co-sponsor of this conference and we would like you to dive into that. And we think that it'll be encouraging and helpful and practical. And so you're welcome to partner up with us. Just let that know, or put it in the text string right now, if you're on this thing, uh, the chat string and, um, and Dan will get a hold of you. Um, the, other, the other part of this, John, is this. The government is releasing a whole lot of resources. Mm -hmm. And one of the troubling conversations I had, the last time there was payroll protection and all of this money, I mean, and it is like huge. Um, I talked to a pastor in Southern California and he was heartbroken. He went to his bank where his church banks to get that money. And what happened is the bank took care of all of the folks that arrived early, which Ann took care of all the large businesses. And by the time he got there and by the time they got to him, they looked at him and said, sorry, we're out of money. It's too late. And, and so we're actually going to try to get you information. So you end up being the first in line instead of the last in line. And so John, what do they need to know? Cause this program is still yep. developing. Yeah. So, yeah. So it's not been uh, signed into law yet, but we're waiting to get all the information so here's our plan. Our, our webinar, our next webinar is going to be in January. Uh, we're going to have Carrie and Tony Newhoff uh, on the show, right? It's going to be interviewing them. On that webinar, we're going to give you an update on all this, and we're going to have a webinar. Uh, we'll have the latest information about uh, PPP and all the different programs out there. We'll have all the information on the webinars for coaching, everything we've talked about. Uh, in our next webinar in January, and that date is January 6th, uh, 1 p.m., same time, same place here. Uh, we're going to have updates on all this. And again, if you text um, the word support to 56316, 
You're going to get a weekly update that's going to go out on Wednesday of every week. So there'll be one out uh, today. There's one going out tomorrow. So, or I'm sorry, next Wednesday. So every Wednesday you'll get one of those. And uh, that's the best way to stay involved and connected. That's right. And then Ray, we also, I just wanted to mention something before we jump in. I don't know if you're done with this section, but I want to talk about SurveyQ just before we get to the Good, go for it. So Dan, uh, we partner with an organization called Serve HQ, and Dan, you've been working with them. You want to talk a little bit about uh, why we think they're so important for churches? Absolutely. Well, Thrive, we make it a point to be the most accessible ministry conference organization on the planet. And occasionally we do sync up with organizations that have the same goal as Thrive. Uh, and Serve HQ is one of those, actually. Their mission is to equip and engage your whole church. In other words, help your church be more accessible to those in your community. And they have three separate resources that go from connecting to training to follow-up. The first one's called Huddle Up, which is a mass email and texting and safe group chat for everyone in the ministry. The second one's called Trained Up, online classes for new members, new volunteers, and developing leaders in the church. The third one's called Follow-Up, which is automated next steps for new volunteers, new guests, new members, and, and a lot more, actually. So, um, and Pastor Rado, did you want to add any encouragement to those uh, listening about ServeHQ? Yeah, what I'd say is this, we are not going to encourage you to do anything we don't do. We partner with Compassion International. We spot, I think we have 7,000 kids sponsored by Bayside. I have investigated them. Um, and, and so we actually love telling you to get connected to Compassion International. Um, same thing's true with this ministry. We, we use this. And what I realized is I, we don't dive into something with outsiders very often. This one I pretty much went, okay, everybody needs to get connected. We had no great way of tracking that and making that happen. Everybody needs, volunteers need to be signed up and trained. We had no way of tracking that. Volunteers need to be followed up with. We had no way prior to partnering with these folks of actually connecting, tracking, and, uh, and it has made our church much more accessible to either connect or massive amounts of people would serve. It's just they've never been trained, followed up on. And so those two things are gold. I mean, you know, since a church is a lot more stable foundation when people are actually getting attached and they're being used there. Um, and so, Dan, if somebody's going, man, I want more information on this ministry, we may use it. What would you tell them to do? Well, uh, ServeHQ has a website, and I will pop that link into the chat in just a few moments so they can get connected to them that way. Or they can actually email me as well, and I'll get them personally connected. I'll also pop that in the chat as well. Okay. And I think for those of you that are listening to us on the podcast, um, probably the smart thing to do is just to go to the Thrive website, and Dan will post that there as well. And uh, you, we'll have a link there. Go to the Thrive Conference website, and you can link over straight to that. Um, the last thing I want to do before we dive back into conversation number two with Levi Lesko is this is my Christmas devotional, folks. Um, the, and it's pretty simple. The God so loved the world that he gave. And among everything else that gets wrapped into Christmas and the busyness and insanity of the whole thing, um, one of my main learnings this year is, a, and I, I, it's a phrase, and I actually heard an 85-year-old guy told me this. He said, you know, whatever you want, here's, he said, here's the secret of life. Whatever you want to get in life, the only way you get it is by giving it. And I, I went, at first I went, it sounds counterintuitive. Like if you want something, give it. 
And he unpacked it. He said, if you want joy, he said, go give joy to somebody else and you'll get joy. I mean, and I, I, I started, I went, he's right. If you want love, if you want to be loved, you want some friends, go love people and they will love you back. And there's, how do you get joy? Give it. How do you get love? Give it. And he said, if you want people to be kind, if you're kind to people, they will be kind back. If you notice, if you want kindness, the only way to get it is to give it. Uh, and I had a conversation with Brian Houston from Hillsong, who I love. And I asked Brian this question. I said, Brian, you have this amazing honor culture at Hillsong. How did that develop? And I expected him to be a 10 step plan. And Brian said, well, really? He said, I try to honor people and that has become our culture. And it triggered what I learned, which is he is giving honor and you know, whatever you want to get, get whatever you want in life, you've got to give. Uh, if you want God's blessing, then you honor God and you get God's blessing. And I would hope that um, somehow in the midst of Christmas and all the rush of it, we would get time to just deeply think through the incredible gift God gave us. And that in turn allows us to freely give our lives to God. Because I thought this is just brilliant. I know more people that are frustrated. Almost everybody frustrated right now is frustrated because of what they're not getting. Okay. And nobody gets anything that they don't give. And so I hope that thought resonates. Um, and the conversation with Levi Lesko, he goes into some amazing things here on health and what it means to develop it, have it. And I just don't know anybody that thinks this creatively. So we're going to unleash him right now. So thanks so much for being with us on the Ray Johnson Leadership Podcast. And let's unleash Levi. Now, you read and research with intensity. We, a lot of people listening to this are, are preachers or teachers. Um, what are some tips and insight you have about how you do research for teaching and preaching? Yeah, that's when you're preparing, what all do you do? Yeah, it's a good question. So um, that's kind of complicated because if I allow myself the luxury of following my interests widely, you know, so that if that means I'm reading a, a 600 page book on the building of the Panama canal, I don't have to allow my, I don't have to know like, Oh, this is for this. Like it, it may not be anything. And then I, I eventually may come back around and go, Oh, okay. That was for this. That's why I was in, into that phase. Um, and, but I allow myself just to follow my passion and nerd out on whatever it is. So I, got, I went through a big kick uh, recently where I was um, deep diving on the history of the boats that were used at the Normandy landings, the Higgins boats. General Dwight D. Eisenhower was asked who was the most significant person in world, the victory uh, of World War II. And he said it was Andrew Higgins. Andrew Higgins was a businessman and a boat builder who built the boat that allowed them to get 150,000 troops wow. to the shores of Normandy. So it wasn't Patton, it wasn't MacArthur, it wasn't even Churchill or Roosevelt. It was a businessman, a layperson who, who did a great job building a boat. So I just was nerding out on that. I read this book called The Boat That Won the War, rewatched Saving Private Ryan. Then it ended up, I, I started to see spiritual connections to it because 
God wants businessmen to leverage their abilities for the kingdom. And so I, I, all the time, I'm always reading something that just excites or interests me. And then sometimes it, uh, ends up working into a message or a leadership talk. Sometimes it doesn't, but when I actually am researching something, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll go as hard as I can. I always try and find some documentaries. I always try and find a book or two. Um, obviously you can, you know, find lots of articles online, Smithsonian or Ted talks or whatever for it is, but, um, and then I'm always compartmentalizing stuff. So I always ferret away. Nothing's nothing that you learn is good if you don't have recall or a system to retrieve it. So yes, right. I use Evernote religiously. Um, I have a note for every book I read. If I, if it's a physical book, I underline everything and then dog ear the bottom page. And then at the end of the book, I go back and I never know. I scan any page that has content that's, that's mindable because then you can search it because Evernote does OCR. So you can actually look for words you, you scanned. And then, um, if it's Kindle, I'll copy and paste them from the Kindle app into Evernote. And, uh, so yeah, I'm always trying to, to always sock stuff away cause you'll think you'll remember it, but then you won't. And then obviously if you want to put it into a book later, you have to have attribution. Okay. So there's like a few thousand people right now going, this is awesome. What is Evernote? Oh yes. So it's a free app that allows you to store ideas and then, uh, capture words. You can do, do your voice. You can do pictures. You can do, um, um, notebooks then of, of documents. So I probably would have, I don't know, 10,000 notes in my Evernote and it allows you, you can do a grocery list in it. You can do a draft, a letter, you can share doc, there's workflow stuff. So like my assistant and I have shared folders for travel documents, for, um, for brain dumps on, on meetings, uh, for, um, Oh, like when I preach it, the stuff that would go to Lucas would be an Evernote first. And then she would send it to Lucas. Yep. Yep. Oh, that is good. Now, <clears throat> when you're when you're finalizing a message, you're like, okay, is there is there a point when like when you're preparing a message, is there a point where you're going, oh yes, I got it and it's got me? And how does that happen? I mean, at some point it's gotta grab you or it's not gonna grab anybody else. Oh yeah. It's the light bulb. And I would I would actually say preaching to me is more like giving birth to barbed wire than, than writing. There's an agony to writing, but preaching has the, the same difficulty of writing a book because you, you have to essentially still write the content, but then you have also uh, the choreography of the actual presentation itself and the, the aspect of memorization and improvisation and the uh, a room uh, that, that that doesn't receive the message well that goes to sleep you know got a guy in the back who's you know got narcolepsy but then you also have in this climate the preaching to a camera you know for a lot of people that was probably a very difficult thing to overcome uh, but yes to answer your question I I love the and and live for those moments when it's like oh my gosh that's the phrase that's the idea that's the message and oftentimes. Uh, in the worst moments, it happens like an hour before, or even it, while you're up there, you'll see it that we didn't see differently. Oh, go, oh my gosh, that was the actual message right there. Yes. Yeah, that's happened to me. I can't tell you how many times that's happened. We, you know, two services on Saturday night, the first sermon, I'm three quarters of the way through it. And all of a sudden the light bulb goes off and I go, oh, I 
God. And, and I feel like looking at these people and saying, people, I am so sorry. If you will come back for the next message, they, um, you'll actually hear what God was trying to say. Yeah. So, There's been some tough drives home after a sermon when you realized <laughs> it on the drive home, what you should have said. Yeah. Yep. I know. That's exactly right. Um, with the, you are known, I, I'm also, I'm trying to think of questions that people that speak want me to ask you. You are known as illustrating things really well. Okay. Uh, for a lot of folks that are going, man, the heart, I can write the points illustrating them. How do you do that better? What advice would you have for them? Well, thank you for that kind word. Um, I think, Illustrations are funny because if you force them, uh, they're bad. Yeah. You know, so I'd say let your personality come out. You know, Louis Giglio, he's got, I wouldn't try and do science like Louis. Louis's got the science thing nailed, you know, that's his personality, but that's who he is. He, he, if you talk to Louis over dinner, he would talk about science. You know, he's excited about going, oh, I went to Europe and saw the Northern Lights and I'm going to NASA for a launch. Like that's him. So, uh, so I think follow your interest. If you're, if you're into golfing, use that. You know, if you're into, sailboats use it there's the wind of the holy spirit moves in the sails i wouldn't use that but i'm into road biking so i understand the, the power of a of a tailwind versus a headwind you know so i would say let your personality come out someone defined preaching once as truth through personality so god's got the truth you have a personality don't be afraid to let that come out jesus used agricultural illustrations because he grew up around farms and vineyards so you don't have to be who, who you're not. Jacob's worst day came when he wore Esau's clothing, you know? So don't put yourself into itchy skins when you're in the pulpit. Uh, allow your nerdy weirdness to, to shine. People will like that. Yep. Who do you listen to? Well, besides you, uh, I would say um, I listen to, I mentioned Louie. I mean, I listen to Pastor Stephen Furtick a lot. I listen to Bishop Jakes. I listen to... Um, uh, my pastor growing up was Skip Heisick. I love him. Uh, and then I also listened to pastor Craig Groeschel. I listened to then also, you know, a, a lot of podcasts, Tim Ferriss. I listened to some Joe Rogan. I listened to some, even some Howard Stern. He's really good at conversations and getting stuff out of people. Yep. Yep. They, um, yeah, it's interesting. TV Jakes. I usually pick one person and listen to them all year. And then I switch every year. And I did that for a long time until I ran into TD Jakes. And I haven't switched back to anybody. Um, that guy is unbelievable. So the phrases, I, the, I, the phrases he'll pull out and then live, live with. It's unbelievable. It is. I, when I talked to him, I said, you wrecked me for everybody else, TD Jakes. <laughs> so it, it's your fault. Um, the uh, next thing on this is this. Um, is there the you preach to a camera really well a, a lot of folks are finding it really hard to preach when there's not a bunch of people in the room what are you learning about that well my um secret to that is that i grew up in radio i actually cut my teeth in radio okay so i had and in radio you're always having to pretend there's someone listening or cares you know so there's, you don't ever get the, the benefit of people on the other side of the microphone if they're in their car or whatever, like you don't know that. So that helped me a lot. And, um, I felt very prepared for the pandemic because, you know, eight years ago we were preaching, uh, messages to an empty room. If I had to be gone on Sunday, 
uh, I would just record it ahead of time. Um, so I think, uh, it is a muscle and that muscle does take development. So if you're, if you're having a hard time with it, that's okay. You know, don't stare down the barrel the entire time, give people relief. You know, I think if you're looking, looking into the empty room, some that that's nice. When you're talking to someone, if they stared you in the eye the entire time, I think that would creep you out. So don't be afraid to, to look away. Um, yep. you know, and just, it gets better with time. So just give it, give it your all and try and imagine a couple people that, in the situation they're in, imagine them sitting there having their, their cinnamon roll <clears throat> going crazy. And yeah, I think you can cut through a little bit of the tension when you acknowledge that. Yep. Yeah. We've been just telling people, look, leave all the mistakes and be yourself. So, I mean, I think people, when, when they were first on camera, everybody was trying to be somebody they're not. I mean, not everybody's got a background in radio. And I actually think the more real it is, the better it is. So I got, I got, I got some leadership type questions for you too. What is something you've learned in the past couple months that's blowing your mind? Well, I mean, the, the biggest discovery was, man, I really like Montana. I've, I've always enjoyed where I live, where God called me, but I've never spent so much uninterrupted time here. And I have just fallen in love with it. I'm like, gosh, why would I, why, what, why would I ever want to get on a plane in the summertime again? This place is unbelievable. And, uh, I've been really enjoying it. I took up fly fishing. Um, and I, I always knew I would end up either fishing or golfing as a pastor. And I think I chose the lesser of two evils. Uh, but yeah, and I've been really just loving that, that simplicity of a rod in my hand out in the river. It's, it's so rejuvenating and I found it restores me on a, on a deep level. And so, um, that, that kind of plays into just a, a, a deeper thing. And that is that our wells need to be replenished. California knows too well, if you take a lot of water out, but don't put water back in, it comes to crisis pretty quick. And I think in leadership, you need to find out what replenishes you and what allows you to operate from a place of margin, or you're going to be redlining and your relationships will suffer. And so will your ministry. Yep. Yeah. We, you know, it's funny. We say, by the way, Kurt Harnell will love knowing the fly fishing thing. I'm depressed. I want to put a golf club in your hand. Um, we, um, we, we tell people all the time, man, you have got to at some point figure out two things in life, what drains you and what recharges you and lower the first and raise the second, or you're never going to be at optimal uh, stuff. Um, let me ask you, what is it that drains you? What have you learned about yourself? Making decisions. I think uh, hmm. that really drains me. Choices. They got to, you got to do this feeling like I have to, uh, be in a lot of meetings, feeling like there's a sense of I'm behind or I, I can't be productive. That's, that's extremely draining. Um, and then also, um, uh, replenish, replenishing would be uh, time without my cell phone. I had to really, uh, crack down on that this year. It's just, it gets out of control screens and, yep. and then, uh, uh, yeah. So I've, I've really been intentional about like Sabbath day, keeping the phone off and, Taking a, I take a, it's so simple. I take a walk without my phone, take my dog and just a long walk. No one can call me. It's the best. Oh, that is good. Um, when you think about the next two years, I mean, at some point, you know, we have all kind of, we have people doomsday prediction, you know, people are never going back to church, all that kind of stuff. But I, you know, at some point Disneyland's going to be packed. Um, the, they're open, uh, I think aren't, the they? aren't they open right now? Not in any, not in California. I think DCA opened last week. 
Yeah, they're they're open right now. You can go into the park, but they're not running a bunch of rides at this point. Gotcha. And, but yes, they will be one day. And, yeah. Yeah, it's funny. Our governor has um well, it's just an interesting season. Even the the guy from Disneyland who was a major supporter of him, they've broken ranks. I mean, you know, at some point we've made this is a little political, but we've made a decision in this state <coughs> to not give businesses the chance to prove they can operate um, safely. And instead, the government just decided for them there was no way a business could do that. So they shut them all down. And I feel sorry for these folks because a lot of them lost their entire future and they never even had a chance they could prove that they could operate safely. And well, so, the irony is now you have restaurants who are legally doing what you can't legally do indoors by creating completely enclosed tents, that's totally fine. Oh, you can have a completely enclosed tent and eat a meal in there, but you can't go into the restaurant, oh. which is literally the same exact thing, but they're having to incur all the extra expense to recreate a bad version of what they already have. Oh, you're, you're exactly right. I mean, and the governor here got in all kinds of trouble a few weeks ago when he, he actually ate indoors in a restaurant. Now they said there was a sliding glass door open, but and um and a california assemblyman got up on the floor of the senate and congratulated the governor on not following his own idiotic rules and so it it has been it, it's funny it has been a really sad thing to watch people's freedoms being taken away it's and hard so yeah it's i mean it's, you have really, both. it's a real thing it's killing people it needs to be taken seriously and People with power are doing crazy things. And those are both true at the same time. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah, it's like, it's like COVID is destructive and a lot of government leaders are destructive and people are being hit by both those things at the same time. Matter of fact, I, I'm convinced nobody should run for office or be allowed to run for office unless they've run something. You're they, probably not right. You're probably not wrong. I mean, that's... Yeah, I just don't. I mean, I, there, there will be arguably as many people die from COVID restrictions long range as died from COVID. And that did not need to happen. So, well, we can fix the government in a separate podcast. I got a couple more questions for you. The, um, or, or we moved to Montana and um, I'm assuming you guys are better about this stuff than California. Um, the, Hey, I have a couple more questions. And the first one is this. Um, if you could talk to every leader right now, I'm going to ask you two questions okay, about this. Number one is speak to every leader and talk to every leader about what does their church need from them right now? Well, I think your church will never be healthier than you are. So I would say um, you know, healthy things grow. So focus on <clears throat> getting uh, health done in your heart, in your life. I, I'm, I'm going to be doing uh, an, a counseling intensive next week. I, I have a leadership coach I work with. And so just really getting some concentrated time to, to work on some things, to just continue to focus and prioritize uh, my own health. And uh, so I think uh, get your marriage right. Get your heart right. Your integrity matters. David was the man after God's own heart. But dude, Bathsheba and Uriah both popped up and he was in an unhealthy season. And so I, I think um, to the degree that you focus on that, focusing on your staff health, you know, uh, 
develop your team, work on serving them, do do what you can to make their lives better, their homes better, their families matter. You just like for us, you know, we want every kid who is a child of a staff member to get a handwritten note from their pastor on their birthday, you know, so little thing, it may not be a huge thing, but it's a gesture. You know, I want these kids to feel like they're connected to this and they're a part of it and they, that, that what they're doing matters. Um, so those little things, uh, I, I think are really, ma- I think in an era of digital, the, the handwritten stuff we can do really matters. You know, I, I love writing notes to givers and I can't do them all, but I can do some, you know, and I heard Andy Stanley yeah. say once to do for one, what you wish you could do for all. So if I can have someone yeah. in my church, when they're, when I'm there on my heart, they get a call from me, not, not an email. If I can get a note from me, not a, not a call, like little things like that. I think, um, just chip away at it and you'll just be surprised at, as you continue. What, what do they, they say that they say, don't measure the success of a day by the harvest you reap or by the seeds you plant. And I think this is a time when we're all replanting churches We're every one of us are church planters again, like it or not. And that's a good thing no, because no, we have the chance to, exactly right. to do new things. Yep. And then the last question I have is, by the way, that is a, that is a brilliant answer. You, you all might want to back this up and listen to that whole thing again. Um, the, my last question is this, it's a little difficult to put it. Um, pastors are resigning in record numbers. In fact, That's one right. of the businesses doing, oh yeah, it's crazy. It's a, it's a nationwide epidemic. Um, the search Christian search firms are doing well right now because there's so many open and, um, and, and it seems like it's the exact wrong time to quit. But I think a combination of personal discouragement, everything's abnormal. People are a mess um, for some reason, you know, whether it was multiple pandemics that have hit, every leader I know is under attack. Um, I mean, every every single leader. I, I did a podcast a while back on um, dealing with critics and uh, critics and crazy people um, and gave 15 reasons. <clears throat> every leader right now is under attack. I mean, pastors have been assaulted and criticized like they've never had. Yeah. And uh, because everybody's been on edge. Um, the what would you say to a pastor listening to this or they're going, I am on the edge of throwing in the towel. I just feel like quitting, but I don't, but I know there's got to be a better response. What would you tell? Them? Well, I would obviously want to sympathize. I, that what you're saying sounds real like that. If you, if you were sitting across the table from me and you said, man, I just don't think I could do this anymore. It's too hard all the dealing with the racial storm and then the, the, the economic thing and the politics and the blah, blah, blah. And I would, I would say, look, I get it. We didn't sign up for this triathlon that this year has been when we thought it was just going to be, you know, 2020 the year of vision and God's favor. It's like, Holy crap, that hasn't happened. But I would just say the people in your church need you now more than ever. You don't need an anchor in smooth seas. You need an anchor when there's chop, you know? And so God wants to use you to help people put an anchor in their lives. And they need the consistency. Kids are dealing with the divorce of their parents and instability at school and all this. Like, let there be stability in their lives that when they turn on Sunday morning, that you're going to be preaching hope and preaching Jesus, not preaching politics and partisan stuff and your opinion. But people need, I was going to hold up my Bible, but I didn't have it here. <coughs> Good. It's right here, baby. They need, that's what they need. They need you to stand strong and stand firm behind these things. 
And I think that we remember the, the speeches that w Winston Churchill gave in, in the World War II, in the darkest hour, in the blood sweat. Leadership matters. And never is leadership more needed than in crisis. So let us let our pulpits be stocked with, with men and women. Let, let our churches be stocked with leaders who, who are they're going to stand firm uh, behind the, the unchanging message of the gospel in times that are turbulent and scary and fear filled. So be, be that steady thing. And you got this. You were born for this adversity. You know, it's funny. I was reading a devotional a couple of days ago. And it really spoke to me. It, it basically was a devotional. It said this, most people right now are feeling very uncertain about everything. Most people are starving for a leader who's confident. You know, like the Apostle Paul writes in Philippians, I am confident of this. And I started thinking, <clears throat> I started thinking, probably our people right now need our pastors to be as confident as possible. And um, what would you say to a pastor who is going, I need to get my hope back? Well, it's that revelation thing. It's go back to the beginning. It's the simplicity. I was dead. Now I'm alive. I was blind, but now I see. And I think at, at our best, we are um, like, what's that old, that old, that old, uh, where a pastor is <clears throat> one beggar telling the other beggars where they found bread, you know? So it's, it's get excited. Get to let Jesus take you, you know, to the, to the floor with his grace again, and then share that with people, you know, and, and don't, and don't forget, like a lot, you might've even discouraged people. You said, Paul's confident, chiseled jaw, you know, I'm confident. Yeah. But also Philippians, he was like, I can't decide whether I want to go to heaven now or stay here. So if you feel ambivalent, that's okay. If you feel a sense of tension, that's all right. You know, uh, we, we can say, God, I believe, but help my own belief. Uh, but, but don't quit now because you're needed. Your voice is needed in this world. The single mom uh, needs you. You know, the kids in your community need you. The, the, the family struggling to pay the bills, they need you. So you got, you, you got what it takes. You have the spirit of God inside of you. So uh, you're in good company if you feel like you're quitting. John the Baptist tried to quit at the very end. Jeremiah tried to quit multiple times. Uh, but, but, but trust God for new strength and then, and then get show back up to work tomorrow. And in the meantime, go watch something funny, you know, get off the news, watch dumb and dumber again, you know, <laughs> we watch Ace Ventura. I mean, just laugh a little bit. Don't read a novel, like have, have a, have a glass of wine with your wife in the evening. If you're if your conscience allows, like, watch the kids enjoy the sunset. Like it's going to be all right. The world has, the sun has set and arisen on this planet through worse than this, believe it or not. No kidding. No kidding. Yeah. It's funny. We are <coughs> watching, <coughs> excuse me. We are watching the world's dumbest Hallmark movies every night. And, um, and just because I do not want to see another pandemic movie. So, I mean, crazy stuff going on. Hey, Levi, thank you so much, man. Appreciate it. The, Great, thank um, you for having me. Well, there you go. Thanks again to Levi. You can follow him on all the social media outlets. He's a great follow on Instagram, as well as uh, many other places. So uh, Fresh Life Church, Levi Lesko, just do the Google search. That's the best way. I don't need to give you any websites or URLs. You're, you're not even able to probably access your computer right now anyway. You're doing something. But uh, check out the work he's doing. Follow him. And thanks again for being part of this journey, part of this community. We love being able to uh, to help you to be a healthy leader and hopefully have a thriving church. So 
On behalf of Ray Johnston and the entire team, thanks again to Levi Lusko. Thanks for being a part of this. By the way, uh, you can see the video, Thrive Webinars. Go to thriveconference.org. You can watch the video of this conversation among many others. Tons of free resources there on the website, thriveconference.org. But we want you to be a healthy leader and have a thriving church. That's our goal. Let's be grateful during the Christmas season. Let's, uh, let's reach out to somebody and say thank you and keep leading well, friends. And we'll talk to you again on the next episode of the Ray Johnston Leadership Podcast. <laughs>